Hi, I'm Christopher Ward Jr. and this is Ward on the Go. Super, super excited to have special guest here in the building. Um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves because I, I won't do it well. And I heard I may have to say it in Swahili and I don't want to mess that up. So <laughs> I'm going to have them introduce themselves and uh, we'll, we'll get right to it, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is Victor Odiambo. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. You know, in Swahili, Chris will say, um, Kariboni, you're welcome. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't be able to do it that well. <laughs> I probably would have said a word that would get me in trouble and uh, my podcast would end right then and there. And then we have the, one of the coolest guys on the planet. Oh my goodness, that, that must be somebody else. But uh, how's it going everyone? My name is Doug Anderson, good buddy of, uh, of Chris Ward and, and fan of the podcast and, and brother of Victor. Lived in Kenya for a little bit and definitely said some things in Swahili that I shouldn't have that did get me in trouble. So, <laughs> speak from experience there. Uh, Doug forgot to say he's also a pastor and um, he has a baby on the way, which is really, really, really cool. He already has one. And so, he decided to jump back into that pool and not sleep for the next six months. So, uh, more power to him and prayers for him. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> So we're going to get right to it. You guys know it's not about me. It's always about the next generation. It's about the next generation leaders and what they're doing in our society and, and how we can get involved. And so I'm excited to hear not only Victor's story, but what he's doing and uh, to help empower people through entrepreneurship. As you know, the more we empower ourselves through information and, and being hands-on with our, our legacy, uh, the more impact we can make in our own lives and in our communities. And so I just want to... Um, give you a chance to hear Victor and, and what he's about. So Victor, let's first just talk about, uh, you know, where you're from, who you are, and uh, tell us a little bit about just your, your, your upbringing as a, as a young man in, in, in Africa. Thank you, Chris. Uh, my name is Victor again, uh, Odiambo in Kenya. You are named uh, according to your uh, tribe and according to the time. Um, of the day that you were born. So my name, my last name is Odiambo, uh, which means I was born in the evening. And uh, Doug uh, has been naming, um, you know, her sons and daughter in Kenya. Uh, autumn actually means Akeo, the harvest season. So, which is very powerful. So I was born and raised in Kibera, mm -hmm. in Kibera slum. Um, Kibera is the fourth largest slum in uh, the world. And I think it's the second right now in Africa. And so growing up in a slum, so slum, would, I think in the U.S. we'll probably call it like shanties. Or we don't even have slums. You know, I guess we'd say, say the ghetto or the hood. Yeah. The ghetto or the hood. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, this is a place where access to clean water, access to uh, sanitation facilities is very difficult. Uh, there are a lot of guys who would not afford to go to school. And so, um, you know, in Kibera we have about probably 350,000, 400,000 people mm. um, living in there. And it's uh, it's not big. It's about, uh, you know, six miles, probably 10 miles. Size of Central Park. Yeah, size of the Central Park. Mm. Uh, so that is where I was born and, and raised. And uh, 
growing up in that situation um, was not easy at, at, at all. So constantly you'll question um, yourself, you know, why this, uh, you know, why in that situation and all that. So um, I like to say that everything happens for a reason and for, for, for a purpose. And you can make the best um, of it all if you really want to support and continue uh, supporting your community. So um, the Kibera and education was me growing up there was very difficult to get access to education. Mm. And so, but by God's grace, um, I was able to get someone who uh, sponsored me through primary and high school. And so, but deep inside, I knew that I really wanted to, to do more uh, for my uh, community. And this happens when most of my schoolmates um, either dropped out of school because they were they got into drugs, they were not able to stay yeah. in school, or they were you know killed by mob um, by joining gangs. Mm. So a case where my one of my schoolmates in twenty twelve was killed, wow. and um, I thought, well, that is has hit me closer than I even thought, mm. uh, because it's someone that had lived with in the same space and uh, um, you know schoolmates like probably sitting in the same desk um, sometimes and playing soccer together so when this happened you know so many questions uh, but deep inside I knew it was because you know I was not able to join school so he joined the gangs to meet some of his, of, of, of his needs so that is what happened and that is my uh, upbringing my parents uh, live uh, in Kibera and I have two brothers and two sisters. Okay, cool. And so I'm married. All um, right. Yeah, and one wife. Uh, give it up for being married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is how my upbringing um looked like. Mm -hmm. I was able to finish my high school and primary and you know primary school we call a junior or elementary school. Elementary school. Mm -hmm. And I went into college for one year and did uh, computers, uh, computer information. And technology and so then I started working after that mm. so my first job uh, when I got it I used to be paid one dollar per day for, Whoa. for one and a half years one dollar a day for one and a half years listen I know you guys are listening out there right now you're complaining about nine dollars and fifty cents <laughs> at your mall job I hope you're hearing this right now right same struggles that you hear here, right? Trying to get through school, there's gang life, there's gang mentalities all over. You can get sucked into that and you try to stay focused. You go to college and Victor's talking about making a dollar for almost a year and a half. I'm, I'm going to let him proceed because I, I don't have nothing else to say, <laughs> say to that, say to that. Yeah, um, $1 a day uh, for one and a half years. My um, rent was $5 mm. uh, a month. And uh, my electricity bill was about three dollars. That's like three hundred Kenya shillings mm. in a month. So in total, my probably my monthly budget was uh, I'll say twelve or fifteen dollars. Mm -hmm. And so you know that's the situation. But even with one dollar, I'll still get into debt, and you know I'll I'll, I'll I was not able to uh, to meet the needs, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I was able able to live um, uh, with it. And you know, just try to provide uh, what I call. So that was my first job. Um, did that for one and a half years, still living in a ten by ten um, 
house mm. uh, made of uh, iron sheep mm. and uh, you know it would rain and sometimes it would even rain inside the house oh my goodness so when you wake up in the middle of the night it's raining uh, your bed everything is soaked in water oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how did you handle that? How did you... Well, you, you can't do it at night. You have to wake up and just sit and wait for it to rain. You know, rain is uh, mother nature. So yeah. you can't say, you know, let it... Uh, God, let, you know... Hold on, have, hold on for a hold second. Hold on for a second, you know. <laughs> so that is uh, what happened. And uh, over and over again, it rained and will just be there. Uh, you know, when living in a hound shit house, again, the sun is no. It's very hot sometimes. Oh, wow. So, you know, all that. Um, 10 by 10 house, that serves as the kitchen, as a sitting room, and as a bedroom. Making it work. Making work. Yeah. You have to make it work there. So, uh, we, we usually make fun and say that's our self-contained in one. Mm. So, you, you you know, you just have to figure out how, how, how things are going to work. So, actually, one time it rained and all the stuff was soaked, the stove and everything that I was using. I stocked in water, so you have actually have to start it over again. Mm. And so, yeah, it was a difficult situation. Um, so after one and a half years doing that job, um, one of my friends came during I was working at a cyber cafe. Okay. Yeah. So and for uh, for the people Victor that don't know or haven't been to a different country where there are still cyber ca- cafes, can you explain what that is? So a cyber cafe is where we'll have so many computers mm-hmm. uh, put in one place and you'll go and browse the internet at a, at a cost. Okay. So you pay like probably, um, what is 10 cents mm-hmm. uh, per minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually one, um, 10 cents as an average. Mm-hmm. So you pay and then you start using the, uh, the, you know, the internet. Okay. So that's how a cyber cafe is. So you get like 20 or so computers there. And just browse the internet as long as you want then you pay for it okay yeah so that's uh what a cyber cafe is so one day um one of my friends uh came and um asked she had visited an orphanage mm-hmm. um a children's uh center or if you, whatever uh, yes a children's center mm-hmm. so she came and asked me uh victor had visited this children's center uh and i would like you to go visit and if possible uh take some things with you okay cool so i was like no (laughs) (laughs) no i was not able to uh i was not earning enough i was not uh uh, getting enough money Mm -hmm. um so there was nothing that really i could keep give to a children's home Mm -hmm. so but i remember something that hey um i did have friends on facebook Mm. And you know, I've I've I'd also met um some friends. Um and and so I reached out to my friends and said, Well, you know, this is what's happening and uh I wanna go and support and mm. you know, most of them came basically from Kenya. And this is what, twenty twelve? Um, yeah, that's twenty twelve. Then that was just a one time act. Okay. But it still remained in my heart that I really wanted to do more mm. uh, for the community. Mm. So in 2013, I got a job uh, at a local uh, organization mm-hmm. um, that was supporting um, young people. And so what we used to do is that we used to just go into the houses and just, you know, do whatever we can. If there's a food basket, I give them food. 
but deep inside i felt like hey i needed to i, I really wanted to do more mm. for <laughs> for the community yeah. not only in kibera but even even outside so one day um, i went with this student's home and i found uh, a girl um who was there and in, uh, she came and asked me what is uh, uh she needed like 50 cents mm -hmm. so i told her i didn't have 50 cents but she insisted so i gave her the 50 cents okay and so i didn't know what was actually she was going to do with the money yeah and uh, when she came back i asked one of my female colleagues please go and ask her what she wanted to do with it so it happened that the girl needed a 50 cent to buy sanitary towels wow um um, she was on our menstruation or on our periods, yeah. so she needed the money to do that. And it occurred to me, wow, how many of these girls cannot afford to get the sanitary towels? Wow. Uh, you know, for all those out there that have a lot of first world problems, think about that. Think about if you have a daughter, you have a sister, you have a mother, you have an aunt that can't even afford basic sanitary needs to take care of themselves on a monthly basis. And we're talking about a, a group, a community of people that are begging <laughs> just to get that. And we have to, I'm just, from what I'm hearing, like my heart's broken just hearing that, right? To, that someone doesn't have access to it because the, the money's not there or um, the way things are set up is not easy for someone to get those type of needs. And so um, being here in America or being in a community in general where you can get access to that and have free services to get those type of things Man, we should, we are really blessed to to be able to get that. Um, I'm just man. I just I, I just had to say that because I think there's a lot of people out there that complain and don't realize how much they actually have. And yeah. by you saying that, that kind of just went through my head. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Chris. So what's 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 happening is that it's estimated about one out of five girls miss five days of school um, in a month because they don't have um, products to during their menstruation. Wow. So they stay home and uh, what they use are chicken feathers. Um, they'll use blankets, they'll use, uh, if they can get handkerchief, they'll use handkerchief. So that broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I still didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, um, I, I prayed and uh, asked God, what is it that, uh, um, he wanted me to do at least for, for my life. But then, uh, it happened that, uh, the same year, um, I, I quit the job that I was working. Uh, I, I quit where I was working and it was this moment of sadness and yeah. uh, you know questions of what uh, what's gonna happen next uh, but that's the same year that I met Doug oh okay yeah that is the same year that I met Doug um, Doug was in Kenya um, doing his masters and so I think he had more important things to do than listen to an African you know guy just say <laughs> some other stuff but you know but God had put him there for a purpose. Amen. So he, he, he really answered to, to that call. So in that moment of confusion, um, feeling the need to support the community, but at the same time, not knowing anything, the only person you need at that time is your friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, to share, you know, this is what I feel strongly about. So, well, I called Doug for lunch and uh, it happened that he actually had the time uh, for lunch. I don't know, probably he was... Uh, he studies, you know, it was a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's like an off. It's <laughs> like an off, yeah. <laughs> Happy to get away. <laughs> Happy to get away. Yeah, so I, I, I asked him if he could meet me for lunch, and mm -hmm. um, he, he, he did. And uh, I shared with him what I really felt about the community. And, uh, you know, with nothing completely. 
um, that offered to support me, um, prayed with me, and uh, he was there to support and say, well, we're going to start this. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be here for too long, but let's let's do whatever we can. Yeah. So we worked with Doug 2014, um, updating and supporting the community and making sure uh, by God's grace that we support more and more girls um, stay in school. Yeah. So um, it was it came time for him to leave uh, in 2015 and the moment of confusion you've had your right hand person uh, someone who has been supporting you and praying with you and encouraging you then suddenly it's time for him to go back home. Wow. Um, how did that make you? How did that make you feel to know all that was happening? And it's like, where are you going? <laughs> where, where, where? I felt sad. I felt like again it was a moment of crash. Mm-hmm. Like I was again crash at that time, because uh, we've shared we shared a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know during that time it's like okay God, so what did you put me into again? Uh, you knew he's gonna leave. Yeah. So, uh, but again that happened for a reason. Um, he had to go back home. He finished his school, and so what happened is that I continued with that momentum. I continued to do what we had started. Okay. Okay. I continued to do that, and uh, I'll show him an email and just share with him what's happening. Um, when time allows, we'll Skype and uh, share emails and 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 that. And the moment I shared with him, the more uh, I felt like he was being involved again. Mm-hmm. Um, even here in the in the US, yeah, and that again encouraged me. That again said, okay, this guy is uh, ten thousand miles away, but uh, he's with us in spirit, Amen. and awesome. uh, he was actually willing to support. So since that time, um, we said, well, we're going to do it. I'm going to do it with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all the resources that we can get, and we must into it together. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm staying here. I'm going to do all the groundwork. You can do whatever you can back um, back home. So we started that project uh, uh, and continued uh, with that project. And so right now what we have done is that uh, we started with one project, but right now we have four projects. Whoa. That you are... <laughs> Uh, more projects at once. All right. What are these projects? I want to know. I want to know. So project that four projects. So the first project is actually the women empowerment project. Awesome. And the menstrual hygiene project. Uh, mm. Project. So what we do with the women's empowerment project is that we support uh, girls. Uh, we support women who have been forcefully married to get skills. Oh wow. Okay. So um, this happens a lot in uh, a country where there are girls who dropped out of school or. You know, because their family are not able to afford their school fees, so the only option that you know they have is to get married. Mm. So, but they get married and they don't have any skills of job employment and all that. So, what you do right now is that we support them mm. to get those skills. Uh, the girls, the menstrual hygiene project basically provides sanitary towels for girls in school awesome. uh, with menstrual products and supporting them to you know to stay in school. So that's one project that we do. The other project is a leadership development mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship program. So this targets the young people who have graduated out of high school, but they're not able to join university or college because they don't have the money or because they don't have the school. They don't have, their grades are not you know, enough to take them to university or college. Mm. Most of the time, they'll just be uh, around and doing nothing. Mm. So we started a project that trains them. 
Yeah, on, awesome. yeah, on leadership skills and entrepreneurship skills with an aim of them starting their own businesses to support the community and support themselves. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's something that we are really proud of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other project that we started is volunteer and internship program mm-hmm. where we get local and international volunteers to come to organization and give their skills and their talents, whatever they can, you know, some people don't have money to give, but they have skills and talents mm-hmm. uh, that they can be able to say, I can be able to do this. So we started that project. And uh, the last project is the, um, a mentorship program that we do in, among high school and just support them with the, you know, mentorship skills, talk about drugs, any other thing that affects young people. So uh, right now, the the since we started our programs, uh, you know, we've reached about 5,000 young people. Awesome. Since we started in 2014, uh, an average of 5,000 young people going through those different uh, programs okay. uh, that we started. And our hope is that we will start sustainable programs that can help the young people and at the same time help the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so w- that is what uh, I have been doing. And uh, um, this month and last month, I was privileged to come to the US mm-hmm. and uh, visit with my friend Doug mm-hmm. and a few other people um, that we've met. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so and right now, I'm meeting you as I <laughs> head to the airport. <laughs> you want to talk about a busy man? I got exhausted just thinking his whole schedule. I'm like, hold up, he has he's dealing with young people, and then he, he's building entrepreneurs. He's he's helping with all the the medical issues that people are having, and I think that is awesome that you could take your some of the struggles of your childhood, right, and things that you knew were sometimes hurdles from you getting to your goal, and you saying. I can't be the only one out there that's experiencing this. And, and actually, you find out there's m- people who are way worse. Yeah. And you want to do something about it. And so you pair up with, with cool Doug over here, right? Pastor Doug. <laughs> Pastor Doug. And, and to be able to put action to your words. I think that's super important. And, and, mm-hmm. and listeners out there, I think that's what they're looking for. How do I put action to my words? So um, with Doug being 10,000 miles away and you doing the groundwork for this, what are some of the steps you needed to take to, I guess, um, make this a reality? Mm. Um, good question. Um, Doug being away, the, the first step that I needed to take was to ensure that uh, we have the correct people that can support. Okay. And um, that means that we had to uh, dig deep into our community and find those who are really, really needy in the community. Mm. And so then you can support them with evidence that, hey, there are people who are really needy. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. Um, the other thing is to ensure that with the with the support that you provide, it's available. Because, yeah, you, you can't say that I'm going to support you in this, but then again, you know, it is not available. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is why we started that one project as we built it to for right now. Mm-hmm. So making sure that if it's sanitary towers that you're providing, ensuring that people support that and give uh, the women and girls sanitary towers. So that's one that I needed to make sure that uh, it's done. Um, because of the nature of the program that you do, I am a man. And so therefore in some communities in Kenya, talking about periods as a man is something that's considered a taboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- listen, I don't care what country you go to. If you're a man, you're talking about periods, it's taboo. I think I, I mentioned it a little bit to my wife. She looked at me with the, the crazy eye like, no, you're not talking to me about m- my body. <laughs> 
So uh, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Stay away from that one. <laughs> right, right. So, so what what did you do if that was you know taboo? How did you get around so that you could still help those young ladies? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks. So I had to make sure that uh, I get some of my female uh, friends, mm. lady friends, to come and support and talk about it because mm. I can talk about it, but I don't understand. You know the you know, the, 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 the female. <laughs> we don't even know what we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, I can't even come close to understanding. So hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I talked to a few of my friends, mm-hmm. uh, my female friends, and asked them if they could come mm. and uh, support, talk about uh, you know periods. Mm. So that was another step that I needed to make sure that uh, happened. Mm-hmm. And so as the project grew, we had to make sure that at least we have a team around uh, that project so that we have the right people who can basically un- you know understand and deliver uh, this to the students that we work with yeah so you said something about teams yeah. right uh, a lot of people when they're starting projects off they want to do it on their own because it's their vision right yeah. so how do you find the right team how do you find the right people putting them in place so that you can achieve your goal mm-hmm. great um, what Starting a, starting a team is not very easy. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's a project that is dear to your heart. Mm. So, but there's, there's another thing about succession. There's another thing about knowing that this project is not only mine, it is for the community. Oh, okay. So what that means is that when it's for the community, you have to leave it to the community to actually run with it. Mm. And uh, building a team around you, the first step for me is to ensure that these people that I'm bringing on board are passionate about the community. Mm. Do they do it just for the money, if there's any money? Do they do that for the sake of, yes, experience is good, but are they passionate about it? Will they wake up at 3 a.m. and do the same thing? Mm. Mm. Okay. Talk it. Will they, will they basically do it even when it hurts the most? Mm. Will they continue to do it? So that is the first thing. And uh, sometimes knowing that kind of a person is very difficult until you start working with them. Mm. And you start putting them on the table. So what you do is that we do a short list of, of guys and say this is what you're going to do and make sure that everything is blank, everything is open. This is what you're getting yourself into. And if you want to give up, you may not start doing it in the first place. Mm. So, But also we provide an opportunity for them to try and, and, and see uh, if they can be able to do it. So for me, building a team around it was hard to make sure that there are people that are passionate about it and we tell them what they're getting themselves into so there's a passion uh, is very key mm-hmm. uh, because working with the community is very difficult mm. so passion is is key and understanding that hey this is what you are doing uh, another thing building a team is that you realize that there are things that I am skilled on but I'm not skilled on everything yes so I think it's that reminded me that you're a master of all uh, a jack of all trades but a master of none mm. So you do a lot of things, but then again, you're not good at them. So making sure that you bring people who are skilled differently mm. to form that team. And, you know, as the Bible says that, you know, we are one body, but mm. different parts are different functions. Mm-hmm. So making sure that everyone sits on the right seat. Mm. And when they sit in the right seat, they can be able to deliver. Mm. You don't want, you know, guys that are you you do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. So that is another process that, uh, you know, uh, supports us in building uh, the team that uh, we work with. Yeah. 
Thank you for that, because I can tell you this. Uh, I've tried to sit on every single uh, seat of my own bus. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm tired. I can't drive the bus and give directions at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a navigator. So uh, anyone out there, help, help. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I love what you said right there. You said you, you want to give people a chance to show their passion. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we want people to come in with passion already and with all the answers, I think what you said, have being open and, and, and giving space for the passion to, to build up and mm-hmm. to show a, a connection to the community is so important. And yeah. so, you know, you're at ground zero, right? You're in ground zero. You see what's <laughs> happening. Um, how about you, Doug? You, you being 10,000 miles away and how do you continue to stay passionate about it and how do you get others to stay uh, passionate about uh, the foundation. And I don't know if you even said what the foundation was, so if you want to say what it is and, <laughs> and how you stay passionate about it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, no, super passionate about Garden of Hope Foundation. Um, and, you know, there's, there's something that uh, Victor said that'll answer your question that keeps me going. Um, two things. You know, that, that day when, when Victor called me up and said, hey, you want to have lunch? Uh, and catch up and I've got some ideas you know there the best thing I could do that day was was listen to an African <laughs> right? I've linked. I, I got a, a master's degree in community development and the crux of it all save your your listeners a lot of money is learn how to listen to people <laughs> sure. you know and it's this idea so I'm passionate about this this idea this reality that you know everybody has something to offer everybody is great mm-hmm and so at Garden of Hope Foundation, we focus on youth leadership development in marginalized communities in areas that people have been rejected or told that they're poor or treated like they're poor and lost a voice and, and been counted out. And so the way I'm wired, I'm passionate about helping people to see their greatness mm-hmm. and pulling out of them their potential. And, and it's not just my idea, you know, I think somebody's great and, and then they're great, it's because God doesn't make junk. Mm. And so that's what we do in, in an area that either explicitly or implicitly the people have been told, you know, you're just, you're just poor, you're not going to amount to mu- much, you're only meant to have certain types of jobs, mm. and, and their voices have been silenced and their dreams not even considered. And many people have this mentality begin to believe the lies that are being shared and and, and told and so that's what that's what we do and uh what's amazing is that both victor and i are are under 30. and so give it up for under 30. yes yes yes. (laughs) trying to make it to the 30 under 30. uh (laughs) forbes or you know so if anybody's listening or fortune Uh, (laughs) but anybody's listening out there but no, I say this because your listeners, uh, a lot of you fall fall in this category, and, and there's nothing that you can't do. If, if there's something that's in there that's a passion or a burning desire, you know, I mean, we started with nothing. We started over, over a, a lunch of rice mm-hmm. and, and praying, yeah. and four years later being able to, to have some impact in the lives of hundreds and, and actually thousands of, of young people mm-hmm. um, is really what keeps me going, to answer your question. Uh, and I'm actually going to ask, you know, one of the reasons why we do what we do is to help bring out the greatness that's already there in people in marginalized communities. Um, Victor, would you mind sharing uh, some of these successes, particularly in the, um, the projects and the businesses that some of the people who have gone through our entrepreneurship program 
Perfect. Um, um, thanks for allowing me to share. I thought you were going to share. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, one of the things that we try to do is to um, support the young people to start projects that help the community. Okay. Um, not just help themselves, but how does the project translate into helping communities? So this year we've had uh, about three young people uh, start projects that were funded by different people. So one of our one of our students started a project that uh, uh, supports the community through doing cleanups, wow. and um, nineteen year old uh, young person started this project, and the project uh, employs fifty people, uh, and so when they start as a young person, then they start a project that actually gives fifty other people employment. Wow, that is um, that is very key uh, mm-hmm. to 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 us because we know that. That one life can change more, mm-hmm. can change more lives. Uh, another project is that um, um, a young girl who uh, started a project that supports other girls uh, get access to sexual violence information, um, get access to girl empowerment, mm-hmm. because she felt like I really needed to uh, support my fellow uh, girls. Mm-hmm. And this is a girl who went through our, our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one started a project that supports the community through uh, providing books that's cool to to to, to the students there mm-hmm. so basically his tagline is you know literacy he wants to promote uh literacy among young people those especially those who don't know how to read mm. and write so mm-hmm. he has this mobile library that you know he takes around different schools different spaces that support young people to know how to read and write oh man well, that, that is awesome to know that there are people out there, like you said, they're they're actually putting their ideas to uh, action to create a reality of change, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times we have the ideas in our head, but if they just stay in our head, there's no impact that's going to happen. And it sounds like you guys are really putting um, the foot to the ground and making sure that happened. And it started, that must have been some good rice. And then, <laughs> that rice must have been awesome, dude. <laughs> Okay, that's the chef. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for four years later, you're now traveling here to the U.S. to talk about the story of what, you know, Garden of Hope, Garden of Hope Foundation can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. And so I want to know how, as listeners, how can we get involved? How can we support the mission and the vision of the foundation? And what are some of the things we can do literally right now uh, to support uh, what you guys got going on? Well, thanks. Um, support basically will come in different ways. Um, and one of the ways is uh, just sharing this podcast. Mm. Um, that is one of, the, one, of the, one of the key ways that you, you, you can try and support and sharing the story. The other thing that you can do is that it only takes $30 mm-hmm. to support a young person go through the leadership and entrepreneurship program for three months. Mm. So if you could say, I want to support just one person um, or two people, that will go a long way into creating sustainable projects. Mm. Um, the other way is the girls program. Mm. Um, it only takes about $12 a year mm. to keep the girls in school with sanitary towels. Oh, wow. So you could actually do that. Uh, there's also school supplies. So if you reach out to Doug, uh, or Chris is that you can support and just bring school supplies, mm-hmm. uh, books, pens, you know, talk about them. The other thing is that if you want to come to Africa, specifically Kenya, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you to come. Mm-hmm. And we will use your skills, 
your talent just say well i'm coming the only thing i know is how to play drums and they're going to take you there and support the things are uh, the the kids and tell you these are the kids teach them how to play drums mm. teach them how to do this so come only with your skills and talents what are you good at that can actually go a long way into supporting someone else so that, awesome thank you for sharing how we can support i'll make sure that even in the information here we'll have your website there we'll have how we can link up with you we'll put your email address if, if that works for you guys as well no and uh i'm excited uh, i'm excited so i'm going to talk to my wife when we go home today and uh, talk about how we can support the foundation and whatever skill sets that we can bring to the table and uh Maybe I can convince her to have me go to Africa, but we we'll, we'll see, man. Listen, I, listen, I got to do it right for like six months straight. I can't have no issues, no problems at home. And just maybe I can get to Africa uh, by myself. Maybe, maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. You get married, man. Wherever you go, yeah. you, you better pack another bag. So, um, But I, I, thank you, guys. I, I want to say thank you for your time. I want to say thank you for just... Um, bringing a little bit of light uh, to to the situation, and I know that there's thousands of stories that are being impacted and told through um, one conversation over rice. And so I say that to the listeners to say, if you have an idea, no matter how small or big it may be, or no matter no matter how crazy it may sound, uh, you need a team. You need a team of people that believe in what you believe in, and when you can put that work in when you can really hit the hit the ground running and allow yourself to, to grow, because that's what I'm hearing from these guys, that they allow themselves to grow, which allow the organization to grow, and impact will happen. And so um, I want to say thank you to these guys, and uh, I appreciate them taking the time before they... Uh, before they go back, uh, before Victor goes back on the plane uh, to Africa, uh, specifically Kenya, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'm not gonna try Swahili because I don't want to destroy the. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound bad. Uh, but I'll have I'll have Victor and uh, and Doug because Doug Doug speaks some Swahili now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. He wasn't just out there studying. He was he was he's submerging himself in the in the in the in the country, man. It was it, which is cool. Uh, but I will have uh, you guys say uh, you know goodbye next time um, and thank you in, in Swahili. If you can do that for me. Alright. You have me go first. Uh, first, let me just say thank you, Chris. Uh, really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here on the show. Victor was actually my Swahili teacher, so any, anything that I, I uh, do well, I'm grateful to my Malibu teacher. But uh, Asante Sana, thank you very much. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, so um, Asante Sana, as Doug said, that's actually correct. So as a Swahili teacher. <laughs> good teacher. Yeah, as a good teacher, it's, uh, it passed the exams. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Asante Sana and Nashukuru uh, Sana. Um, uh, Thank you very much. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, again. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, stay tuned because I'll have some information on how you can support Victor and Doug in the Garden of Hope. If you're interested in helping the young ladies get, uh, you know, services for the menstrual periods, if you're interested in doing entrepreneurship, if you're just interested in finding a way to help and educate and develop any marginalized, oppressed community that these guys are involved in. I'll make sure the contact information is here. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you continue to stay tuned. We're going to have some more guests coming on soon. Uh, But most importantly, make sure you stay on the go. Thank you for tuning in to this current episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully there were some tips that you were able to take and use in your own life. One of the best ways to support me is by subscribing to this podcast. That would be great. 
as well as following me on IG and Twitter at Chris Ward Jr. And if you have the Anchor app, you can actually uh, leave me a voice message and be a part, well, maybe be a part of this podcast. Well, until then, remember, stay on the go.